Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, I'm a little bit upset because I just went to the bathroom and I noticed that my bronzer, <laughs> I feel like I, I put it on. looks like I put it on in the dark t- this morning <laughs> and you didn't even say anything. Okay. I didn't even notice. It was terrible. I was like, what? Okay. I you got like, to feel like a clown face. Listen, you got to <laughs> cover yourself slack. It's super early. I'm still <laughs> drinking my coffee. Okay. I think it's funny though. This is like, this is, this is our, I don't know if you have the same problem, but our tans are wearing off our summer, oh. our beautiful summer brown glow is so i'm like my face is getting whiter so my bronzer doesn't match my skin these are real (laughs) problems people it is it's like you got two different styles of makeup you have two different shades because you're you're much darker in the summer and i mean i don't really need to wear a lot of bronzer in the summer because i'm so brown but sometimes i'll just add a little bit for a little contour or something yeah i'm not a super huge makeup person but but no, I, I cannot wear that bronzer in with okay. my skin color well, now. Well, just so you know, I would tell you if it looked like clown I, face. I, I, I haven't even noticed. <laughs> like, like I didn't even notice. Some friend. I know. Jeez. Listen, I, I, I will tell you if I really noticed, but I, obviously I'm half asleep. I'm not even paying attention. Listen, everybody. Listen. Friends tell friends when they have stuff in their teeth, okay? Or, I do. Or I when do. their bronzer looks like, like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now that we're sharing about girl problems, eh? well, I was just telling you about, I went to the vein clinic yesterday. Oh, wow. Yes. And I've been blessed hereditar- with hereditary <laughs> genes of having varicose veins. Oh, me too, sister. You know. The right leg only. Me too. So weird. So weird. My left leg's fine. So I know. So maybe I'm not concentrating on your face because my compression <laughs> socks are so tight. <laughs> Gosh, I love you. <laughs> because I got it done I'm yesterday. The circulation off. It's literally cutting the circulation off. Oh. So I'm not even standing up yet because I. It's really tight. These socks are brand new oh. and they're like so tight. I have to like think about other things because they're very uncomfortable. So I had the treatment done yesterday after waiting. I called, it took me like four or five months to get in because of COVID and the wait list. And they could only have so many people in the clinic at a time. So many, it's so, it's so slow because of all the protocols. I finally got in. So I had it done yesterday. So that's why I'm not noticing your face because I'm actually uncomfortable. All you're thinking about is your compression socks. (laughs) Yes, my compression socks. Oh my God. That is so funny. Well, the other day, just to make myself feel a little bit better, the other day I went into Sobeys and um, the little door girl, the little teenager was like, I love your outfit. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, thank you. You're like, I'm officially cool. You know when you get props from a teenager? You're like, wow, I must look really cute. (laughs) (laughs) I guess though, that's no comparison to a friend of mine who was just like on the side of a sidewalk waiting for her husband to come by and pick her up. And a car with two two young guys, two 20-somethings pulled up to her. She's in her 50s. Like she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. But, you know, pulled up to her and said, ma'am, I just need to tell you, you look like a goddess. No one's ever said that to me. <laughs> I know. When she told us, we're like, that's another like, level. Wow. 
And Has she any, is so ever beautiful. No you a goddess. No. <laughs> no, we're getting our no. veins done. Yeah, we're getting our veins done. <laughs> and wearing <my> clown bronzer. <laughs> Yeah. funky bronzer and compression socks oh man we're really that is so funny no, it's so oh. hilarious so i know we just so, start with a laugh this morning so I that's know. kind of where we're at I that's know. real that's, that's a real deal yeah it is totally yeah. all right yeah um all right so what do you want to talk about today well, you know, I think it'd be really great to talk about prophetic words or what yeah, you're sensing, Lori. Yeah. I think what people have been writing you, especially being one of the, you're the main pastor, just people that send you lots of words, mm-hmm. what they're sensing. Mm-hmm. So maybe just share a little bit in this season, what you're sensing mm-hmm. God is doing and also what you're hearing from people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I keep hearing over and over and over again it's coming in, people are sending in words, people are sending in different encouragements, different scriptures. It's like, you know how God often speaks in a an echo mm-hmm. almost? Like you hear the repeated the message. sacred echo. The sacred echo. I yeah. love that word. Over and over and over. And it comes from all different places and all different angles. I keep hearing, and I think we have been for some time, just about quietness and stillness and resting in God, abiding. It's like I keep hearing this resounding message over and over and over again about this. And like sometimes it feels like you, you it feels hard to receive the message because you want to do something like you want to like run and you know well I mean I for me too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) right spiritual gift of faith or that I want to take the hill like I just want to run and take the hill and I like I want to go and I want to go hard and it's like I just keep hearing over and over and over again this messaging from the Lord about resting and quietness and trust. Even Sunday, this past Sunday, you know, some, uh, one of our worship leaders shared a word, our worship pastor, and it was so beautiful. He talked about position and he just Mm -hmm. talked about, he read a a scripture from Chronicles and just said, your position, like he really felt from the Lord, your position must be stillness, quietness, or praise. Mm. What is your position going to be? Quietness, or praise, stillness or praise. And I was like, wow, there it is again. You know, people send me words. You know, I've been reading um, through Isaiah as well and came across a scripture that just had profound, profound meaning. And I felt like it was speaking into the time. You know, I've been studying in my devotion time um, about boldness, which Mm. I love, but God has been taking me on such a different way to study it. It's not like boldness, like take the hill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is boldness in terms of having a deep abiding trust in the Lord Mm. that when our trust is in the Lord, we actually can be bold in every way, in the ways that God is calling us to be bold. And so, um, I came across a scripture in Proverbs that said, um, the, uh, how did it, how did it go? The righteous are as bold as a lion. Mm -hmm. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And so again, even a walk of righteousness before the Lord, a walk of repentance, a walk of confession, you know, all of these things are sort of what we sense and what we're hearing God speaking and how we're responding Mm -hmm. to it. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And so as that, as I was pondering that, I came across the scripture in Isaiah 33, 32, and it said, um, 
then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness abide in the fruitful field. Again, there's righteousness and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Mm. And as I read it, it was like it jumped off the page. Mm. You know, when you come across a scripture and it just, it just jumps off the page at you. Like you can't just keep reading. You have to kind of go back and you, and you're like, okay, God wants me to sit here for a minute. He wants to show me something. Mm -hmm. He wants to reveal something. And so even as I talk about, you know, stillness, quietness, resting, peaceful habit habitation, secure dwellings. Mm. Like what does that bring up for you? What do you what do you hear? What do you see? How do we live like that? What are your thoughts on that? I know it is because it's actually in my nature. It almost goes against my nature. Right? Right? Because I, I feel like there I love taking the hills. And even when I think of, even in the spirit, I feel like Wonder Woman, like I want to be worrying and moving and pushing things forward. But the beautiful thing is, it's actually, that's what you're doing in the spirit when you rest in God. You're letting him kind of plow that ground. Um, and I think we can't be, we can't be what God has asked us to be or do what God's asked us to do without coming from that place of deep security and anchoring in Christ. And it's kind of going ahead. I don't know how I'm trying to describe it here, but I feel like that's exactly what God is doing. He's redefining what we put our trust in, where our strength really is lying. Is it in my own capability? Is it in my own comfort? Is it in what I know to do, my gift mix? Or it really is my real identity and my security is in Christ. And I think he's redefining those things in our lives by creating in the culture a complete stop, a standstill. And it's not easy. Like for me, this is not easy. For some, I like I'm not saying it's not easy to be still and to I, I actually have practiced that. It's become a discipline. It's not something that comes easy to me. It's actually become easier mm -hmm. for me to come mm -hmm. into those spaces. But I do grieve a little bit, like even not being able to dream the same. Like it's it is a different thing I have to lay before the Lord. And I feel like even in that, God's like, that's it's not about those things. Mm. It's about who I am and you just allowing me to kind of dictate what's next, mm -hmm. not what your dreams need to be, not what you feel you need to achieve or where you need to go, but to just be, to just be with me. And I think this is exactly what God's doing. He's allowing us to be with him. And this is really testing those places like, do you love me? Do you really love me? And if you really love me, you'll follow my voice. And my voice will sometimes lead you beside a really calm, quiet place. Will you follow me there? Right. And will you just stay with me? Will right. you just stay with me? And I think of even Gethsemane, when I think of Jesus, and this is kind of pulling into a completely different thing. But in that moment, I just love the, the heart of Jesus in the moment right before he faced the most difficult moment, the reason why he came. But knowing what he was about to face, he was like, would you just stay with me? Would you just stay awake with me and, and just the, sit with me? Just, just sit be with me. With me. Mm -hmm. They had watched him do miracles. They had traveled with him. They had laughed with him, cried with him, watched him defend the faith, watch him teach. Amazing. Came just soon before that into Jerusalem with right. all the excitement, the palm right. branches. Right. They had just gone through this supper, this intimate supper. 
And here they are in the quietness of a night. Quiet. And here they're watching their master. And they don't know what's coming. They don't know what's coming. And what's his words? And would you just stay with me? Would you just keep watch with me? Keep awake with me? Would you just, and I think this is kind of the season we're in. We don't know what's coming, but I feel like we're in that garden with Jesus. And he's like, would you just stay with me? Would you just keep watch with me? Just, he's got things he wants to share and intimately be with mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and embracing all the mm-hmm. seasons. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And would we wait? Would we wait for what is to come? Would we wait with him? Would we tarry yeah. just a little bit longer yeah. and wait in preparation for what he has yeah. next? That's really powerful. I thought of um, Psalm 23 as you were talking, you know, the Lord is our shepherd and he says that like, I shall not want because God is our shepherd. I, I don't have anything mm-hmm. that I have need of. I don't have any want. And he makes us lie down, you know, in green pastures and leads us beside the still waters. Mm. And there's that word still again. And, you know, I think of all of the things constantly clamoring for our wants. Mm. You know, I think of all of the things that are just constantly trying to draw us into desiring and wants Mm -hmm. and distractions and, you know, just ways of getting caught up in the wrong things, things that aren't going to actually provide us the thing our soul is looking for. And yet, God continually, Jesus, the Holy Spirit continually inviting us into a place of stillness, inviting us into to sit beside quiet waters, to sit beside, you know, in a place of refreshing where there Mm. is what we need. Mm -hmm. There is everything that we could possibly need, everything our souls genuinely long for. And yet we fill Mm. our time with so many things you know will you tarry with me will you sit with me will you receive my revelation will you receive what I have to give and so often so often our answer is no so often we're just again distracted by the next thing getting caught up in the next bit of drama or um, you know or even numbing or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know something that's pulling us and pulling Mm -hmm. our attention away from this quietness at uh, the secure dwelling, the quiet resting places mm-hmm. that we're being invited into. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful because seasons will change. Mm-hmm. There's seasons where it really is like what is internal and external kind of, they match in a still quiet season where you need to go away or you need to be still, or you just find there's this pocket where you need to just physically stop everything and rest. But I think it's even more than that when God is saying, be still and know that God, or, you know, leaves me beside still waters. We move from a place of stillness. We're not disrupted. And I think that's what it's getting to. I think we, like you're talking about appetites and you're talking about what our souls long for. They are disruptive things when that becomes our appetite. But when we are in that place of the word and with God, we can move in really busy seasons. We can be in a spiritual battle, but we're coming from a place of stillness. We're not operating from a place of all of the turmoil inside. That's right. Fear, anxiety. Exactly. That the outside doesn't have to match the inside. That we've talked about that before. Like we don't have to walk in the same spirit. We can walk in the opposite spirit of what we see or what we're even having to do. There's seasons that they are more intense. When you look through the Bible, there's seasons of rest, there's seasons of battle, there's seasons of celebration, there's seasons of mourning, there's seasons 
Life is full of seasons. Even Ecclesiastes talks about a time for everything, a time of mourning, a time of laughing. But I think what we're getting to really deeply is it all starts from a place of rest and stillness with God, hearing his voice, being led by his voice, not going ahead of God and operating in that place of intimacy with God. So no matter what the exterior looks like, whether it's COVID or whether it's full on, full on, full tilt ministry, we are operating from a place of stillness and quiet confidence in who God is and where he's leading us and tuned in to that still small voice that we're not caught in chaos or disruption. Yeah. So true. So true. I know Hebrews has a really powerful chapter talking about an invitation into the mm, rest of God. I love that word. Yeah. Like just to, to live in that space um, of, and just to be invited into living out of the rest of God. And wow. I mean, again, in a, in a time and a culture, I don't know if you find this, but like resting, the idea of re- like rest in the, in the natural, the physical, it's not that attractive to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't love to rest mm-hmm. or the ways that we sort of rest, which would be, I don't know, sitting on the couch, watching a movie. Um, it's just stopping, stopping and slowing down. It's not, it's not my favorite part of life. Like I mm-hmm. much rather activity. I much rather, um, yeah, just the doing parts of life, creating memories and, you know, having different new experiences. Like I find that much more rejuvenating than the idea of rest. But I think what God is inviting us into is not, it's not a place of apathy. It's like this place of deep security in our identity. Yes, absolutely. So that everything else that clamors, and again, even I think there's a connection between walking this out and this walk of righteousness that we're being invited into. I mean, you and I have been wrestling through, you know, I've given you the choice, choose life or death. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've given you this day, mm-hmm. the choice between life and death that all has to do with righteousness. The scriptures mm-hmm. say, you know, we're all a slave to something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that you would be a slave to righteousness. That's mm-hmm. the call, right? So we're, we're feeling drawn into this walk of righteousness. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do we do that? While also being invited into living from a place in our identity of deep security Mm -hmm. and deep rest and deep abiding in not having to earn or strive or um, make our way, not having to actually save ourselves, not Mm -hmm. having to buy just external good works, just trying to make things right, but actually from somewhere deep in our soul, deep in our heart space and and the motive Mm -hmm. of why we do what we do, that connection. That is powerful. You know, at the beginning of COVID, I felt like what you were saying, Laura, I felt it really, this is just me being transparent. I found it really easy to go into rest. I don't know. And I, I, I'm the kind same. Kind of slow down yeah, a bit. Yeah, because we had come at such a pace. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm like you. I love I love to be busy. There's something, and not just busy for the sake of it. I love work. I love being productive. I love- Stimulation. The yeah, stimulation. Yeah, the excitement. And more. the more, the better. Like, I love it. I, there's something that just comes over me. I just love it. And so, but COVID, when it started, it was really, I felt it was really healthy. Like God reframed a few things, quiet. But I, I have to be really honest. I have found since September a real fight in my spirit 
to be content with not being able to plan ahead too far. It's been really hard for me. Even I have the spiritual discipline of going to the beach house. That's something I kind of do. And it's been exactly that. In my devotional time, it's like I have to quiet myself and literally still my spirit because it's not natural for me. I have to discipline my spirit. And so I literally, the Lord helped me create kind of like a picture in my mind of where I can go and kind of what that looks like to bring stillness. And I've actually had to fight to even get to the beach house in the past couple of months. And that's been very rare for me. Usually it's a very quick journey and I'm there and I receive a lot of revelation from the Lord. And it's like a refreshing spirit, refreshing time with the Lord where it's just about him and myself and allowing him to kind of minister to my spirit. And I, I've found it really like I'm fighting to even get there. Like this sounds, and if I'm giving you an analogy, this is kind of how it works in my brain. I start at the top of a hill and I literally go through a house, a beach house to this gorgeous sandy beach. And that's where I meet God every yeah, yeah, day, yeah. Abba, You're, Father. You, you visualize it. all of this. I visualize, I visualize, I'm waiting for me. I go there and it's where we have our time together, where it's not about anything else in our lives, just about him and I. And it's not my prayer request. It's just him and what he sees and him ministering to my spirit. And it's, it's profound for me. And I, I've done this over many years as a discipline in my mind, in my own spirit. I literally, in the past two months, have been standing at the top of the hill. It's like I can't even get myself down. Now God is speaking to me so profoundly through his word, but I am fighting for stillness. Like I'm fighting because everything in me is like, but I want to, like, I, I don't, I, I want to go. And I don't, it's odd because I've been practicing stillness in the build, like the busyness of life, but I'm finding in this season a real struggle to stay. My external now is like, I, I can't change that. And it's like, I, if that makes any sense, it's no longer like a reprieve. It's kind of where my life has kind of settled a little bit and I'm struggling a little bit with it. Yeah. And I've actually had a little bit of tears, like, I, I want to dream again. Like there was this one song we sang on Sunday and it's like, he revives dreams. And I, I'm, I'm struggling to be like, I, I want to dream again. I, I want to picture, I want to be able to see a, like a vision, a little bit of where I'm going in that way. Not just me, but I, I, I'm missing that. And I feel like God's like, no, that this is not where I have you right now. And I'm struggling with it. So it's almost like I'm stopped, I'm st- stopped at the top of the hill and he's having to come up to the top and bring me. And that is very rare for me. Wow. Usually I'm running through the beach house. I can't yeah, wait like yeah, a kid excited. Yeah. And now I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I want to, I want to. Like, I honestly, I totally get that. If you looked at my journal entry, okay. I swear I wrote exactly what you ju- what I just said. <laughs> what you just said. Really? Yeah. About two months ago, I wrote it literally okay. like, I miss you so much. Like I miss, I, I miss the the ease yeah with which i used to just go into that space that exact space my mine looks a little different but the exact same connection with the lord in that place and it's different right now it's really really different right now and for me too in that space i think part of even starting the fall too like we're coming into october now and um starting the fall like I'm struggling through as well being called and drawn into this 
this place of security in God, in quietness and trust and rest, um, with the, the battle to want to produce and to get my, like, to feel good about that, to get my identity from that. Right. I'm struggling in that, in that tension all the time with, you know, because like I, it's like I believe there's a part of me in my, I think, identity, really, that I believe that the busier I am and the more that I accomplish, uh, like I can accomplish more in busyness. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of a really, really, really full week, even in as full as a week could be, it's like I still can find time for the extras, for dreaming, for it's like it produces and overproducing mm-hmm. <laughs> like the busyness itself produces like an overproducing and I love it I love it and when I'm not in an overproducing season it's like I have a hard time just being content with what you know I am doing what the Lord is asking of me even though if I did sit back and even wrote down all the things oh my it's really profound like it's deeply deeply profound but it's not as externally um um, gratifying i feel like we're just saying exactly what we're both experiencing do you know what i mean because before it would be like external external to do's like look at all these things i did or look at all these things i've accomplished whereas now it's almost like it's spiritual accomplishment but it's not as external yeah and it's not the same expression that you see or can experience tangibly no no so it's hard to find the same satisfaction so i think again maybe part of this yeah part of this call righteousness quietness trust abiding in peaceful habitation maybe part of this drawing in this call will you not tarry with me a little bit longer maybe this drawing in really is like an unraveling of an identity in something that Mm. is not Mm. part of who god has called us as his kids Mm. like you know i remember um our friend ingrid um one of the pastors here she said she just shared this thing that profoundly impacted me um, about, you know, God, do you believe that God created you? Like, did you have your kids so that they could work for you? Like, Mm. is that, is that why you had kids? And any parent would be like, no. And she's like, do you think that God created you so that you could work for him? Like, that's what he wants from you. Uh, (laughs) I like working for him. (laughs) I love working for him, but no. He yeah. created us for relationship. Mm. He doesn't care if we ever work for him. Mm-hmm. He wants just a love relationship. He wants us to be in love with him. He wants us to mm. meet with him every day. He wants to draw us into these quiet, still places. He wants to, re- you know, have an intimate, personal, close love relationship with us where we are filled with life mm-hmm. in every teeming over mm-hmm. in every part of our being but we get obsessed with producing and doing and thinking that's pleasing God, thinking that's what he created us for and what Mm -hmm. he desires from us. No, he created us to belong to him. Mm -hmm. So again, that, but that's an, we like, we have to untangle. Yes, we do. Right. And I think that's part of the, um, the even laying down of different idols that we've placed up and, and formed some of our identity 
in, mm-hmm. you know, laying mm-hmm. some of those things down. And our worth and our value. And our worth and value. Because, you know, when you walk away, you think, like, have I added value to anything today? And there is something that you derive from that to be like, I've added, I've done this. And, uh, but it's about who we are in Christ. And anyways, I, that's exactly like, we're in a very interesting mm-hmm. season, a very spiritual season. Very like heightened spiritually, but differently, but differently. differently. It's not external in what we're seeing. And it's not, it doesn't overly feel yeah. in your, like it doesn't physically feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, overly, absolutely. Like intoxicating or something. Like I remember, you know, even in the earlier part of the year, you know, after that profound time with the Lord, like I actually felt like the world looked different through, through my eyes, like as if I almost wasn't in the natural, like, but mm-hmm. it was a very heightened feeling. Like I loved, it. it was like a high, it was like a spiritual high. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like that for me right now. Mm-hmm. It feels harder. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have the same, mm-hmm. like just natural, I don't know, ease or high exactly. associated with it. I think God is doing a deepening, but you know what, Rhonda, I actually think this is really an important conversation because what we're both feeling and what we're both experiencing is part of the nature of our walk with God. Every Mm -hmm. season doesn't feel the same. There Mm -hmm. are seasons that we walk that are by faith alone, Mm -hmm. that you are anchoring yourself into the word of God and trusting. And yes, he's speaking and it's profound, but it doesn't have the same external sort of high experiential feeling attached to it as in other seasons, there's other seasons where you're going to experience spiritual highs and those experiences are wonderful, but you can't base your whole faith on just a high with Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. These seasons are also going to come where it's more difficult and it's a bit of a, a a, a sludge. Like you Mm -hmm. have to push through, maybe you're pushing through Mm -hmm. or fighting through distractions and def- and fighting through things that the enemy is mm-hmm. trying to to thwart in your life you're pushing through these things but that's when you do have to stand on the word of god and trust mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. word never fails mm-hmm. and his word will not return void and so as we read it we trust no god you you are going to speak to me today and we receive truth from his word and anchor into that but sometimes it's a little bit more by faith yes than it is by feeling and we can't always just trust the experience and the feeling as being oh i'm you know uh, i'm good with god or god is good with me or it's not just about that we actually mm-hmm. have to anchor ourselves to the word because there's going to be some seasons that are going to be much more heightened and other seasons that are going to be just harder that he's working out deeper character things within us those seasons are not easy They're not easy. And these are also those seasons I completely agree. And I think it's important for people to hear that from us because sometimes they can look and say, oh, they, they wouldn't experience it being tough. No, sometimes it is literally, we are grounding in the trust, not any feeling. It's not a feeling. It definitely is a trust. And you know, I think this season with the stillness of God, it's creating a grit and a devotion that is not based on feeling. It's based on pure decision. Like, this is how I'm following. Like, this is what I'm doing. 
And this is where these things can get tested. It's, we think like, what are our spiritual disciplines? It's easy to spend time with the Lord when we're feeling a certain way or when, you know, we just, the experience, like we got, the emotions are tied to it. But when it is literally, this is what I'm called to do. And I know God's going to speak to me through his word. I may not feel this big emotional high, but I know that this is grounding and rooting me in Christ. And it's developing a spiritual grit that it's not about feeling, it's about my devotion. And this is sharpening the devotion. It's sharpening when we just even think about relationships and God uses the, the closest is Christ in the church is marriage. When I first met Jay, oh my gosh, the butterflies. And I think about going on those dates, you'd be like thinking about your outfit in the morning and you'd be ready a half an hour. Remember those? It's oh, so exciting, yeah. eh? Yeah. And then you get married and it's the same thing, but then life moves on. And I don't always feel the butterflies with Jay. Often I do. I'll look at him and be like, oh my gosh, like I'll feel the little flutter. But there is now this deep devotion that through time, through history, through trials, through hardship, through victories, through celebrations, transitions have developed this grit and this strength in our marriage that has come through resiliency, that has come through testing and hard times, that our vows have stayed true. And this is really like, are we devoted to Christ? And there's a scripture, and I, I, I don't have the reference right in front of me, but it is one that stands out to me often when it says, people, those will stand in front of him and say, I did this in your name, I'll did that in your name. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. <gasps> that is a scary scripture because what wow. it's saying is, like you're saying, I, I didn't create you to do stuff for me. I created you to know me. And we can do stuff for Christ and not know him. And that becomes religion. That becomes not even intimacy. And for me, I feel like this season is once again, do you love me? Then you'll obey my commands. Do you love me? Then you will. This is how we show we love God. It's not what we do. It's how we obey him. And that is by our devotion to his word, spending time. And it is not always what we feel. It's what we choose to do. And so this is developing grit. It's developing that devotion. And I want that grit. I want to be devoted and we can't know it until it's tested. It's really good. You know what? And I just think of this season and how much has been lost, you know, mm. even in a season of COVID we've been, you know, in it for, I don't know, eight months or so. And how much has been lost, like mm. even just in our world and our culture mm -hmm. and relationship and family and connections and isolation. Yeah. Just interpersonal, mm -hmm. you know, like how, how we just used to do life. I mean, sometimes I watch a movie and see what they're showing on a movie and just think, Oh my goodness, like it, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> how people walk on the street, how like, yeah. it's not like the world has forever changed, but I do agree with you that part of, I think what God is doing in the season is trying to help us to see that there is a deeper place that we can pull from that actually all of these external things mm -hmm. that we have placed a lot of trust in, they can't hold our mm -hmm. trust. Yeah. And so we're having to intentionally move from other things that we've placed in our trust and to the word of God, to God alone, to Christ, the solid rock, put our trust in that alone because everything else is shifting sand. Yes. Everything is yes. shifting underneath us. Yes. Everything. Everything. 
job security, you know, how, church life. I mean, how many people even just get so much security from their church family, you know, programs, groups, all the things that a church has to offer a church community. We can't do any of it the same, none of it. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Does that mean God's not moving? No, no, not at all. God is actually bringing each of us individually to a deeper place of trust and reliance in secure dwellings, quiet resting places, peaceful habitation Mm -hmm. with him, drawing us into that place with him. If all of these things fell, everything, all of it, if all of these sort of structures that we see that we base mm. our trust in and our hope in, if they all fall, guess what? We still have Christ. We s- Nothing can take our spirit. Nothing, nothing can take that. And so I do, I do. That really resonates, that idea of just, you know, that God is producing a grit in us that I do believe is part of a preparation for what's to come. I don't think life is going to get easier in the future. Yes, COVID things may change back and there may be some, but this is an important preparation season, I think for us spiritually to really root our life on Christ alone, mm-hmm. alone, and then allow everything else to fall. Let everything else that we've placed our trust in to fall and walk with Christ in the season ahead, whatever that means, that whatever is, that means. That's powerful. Whatever that means. I yeah. know. So. So I'm yeah. going to read that scripture again mm. um, as we prepare to close. But yeah, so it's um, Isaiah 32 and it is verse, I can't even see the verse. Oh, 16. There <laughs> it is. I was like, I can't see the numbers because my, <laughs> you my, need glasses? Uh, my eyesight, <laughs> man, we're in rough shape, eh? <laughs> Varicose veins, glasses. No, I can read it. I'm fine. <laughs> then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness abide in the fruitful field. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the re- don't we want that? Isn't that what we want? We want that. That's what we want. We receive that. The fullness of peace. Mm. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever, forever. Mm. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, in quiet resting places. And so, Lord, we just pray that. We just pray, Father, that in this next season ahead, mm. that for every single one of us, you would draw us into those peaceful habitations, those secure dwellings and quiet resting places. When we look at the world, when we look at the political climate of the world, there's, it's the opposite of peaceful. It's, it's so polarized. It's just so toxic. And Mm. so father, we, we crave this quietness and this, these quiet resting places and secure dwellings. And so father, we look to you in this season. And even though there's a part of us that wants to resist, um, giving into, this abiding in this quietness, Lord, we lay that down. We lay whatever it is that we're resisting and we receive the fullness of what you have to give us in this peaceful habitation. Mm. We want to walk in quietness and trust forever. We want the effect of righteousness to be peace in every part of our life, in our world. And so we thank you, God, that you're making all things new. So as you go today, we Mm. just uh, speak over your life that God has complete confidence over you. And you are crowned as a daughter of the King. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.